Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 2 Episode 4, it's called The Outrageous Okona. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. This is a weird episode um, and, in a sh and a show that doesn't have continuity really between episodes, it's weird to watch one and go this felt like filler, but <laughs> it kind of felt like filler. <laughs> sure. Like I say that without any sort of continuity, I, I know mean, it feels I'm, as as meaningful as any other episode. Well, I know I I I admit that that's a weird statement to say, but it still had that kind of feeling about it. It felt like oh, we need a, a silly little script to pad out an episode so we'll get the episode count up. <laughs> so, that, so this is what we ended up with. Not that I hated it. Uh, it's is generally amusing enough that yeah, it's perfectly enjoyable. This one, yeah. Um, although I was I was glad because there's a subplot here. Where because uh, the guy, this Okana guy who ends up on board, he, he brings the subject of humour up and joking and Data doesn't get it. So Data has this subplot where he wants to understand laughter and humour. And he talks to Gwynn about it um, and she cracks a, a little joke about him being an android and her being annoyed. Um, amusing enough. Um, but what I was really glad about though is that he goes to the holodeck and he conjures up a stand-up comedian and he's trying to like explain humour and jokes to him. I am glad that the rest of the episode made it very clear that the writers didn't think anything this comedian did was funny because it was all painfully unfunny. Every single it part was, of it. Yeah. He never he, he did not say one single funny thing the entire time. He was no, he didn't. But it, it became very aware that, that was intentional. Yeah, yeah. Well, once he kept going, it felt that way. I was a little worried though when he first started cracking jokes or describing what was funny. I was like. Is this supposed to do be? They, do they think this is funny? Yeah. Was this funny in the eighties? Yeah, I, I was I was a little taken aback, but uh, you know, because he goes back to Gwen and tries to like do some jokes on her, um, and he puts on the thick accent and just you know imitates the jokes. Yeah, um, but no timing, no nothing. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so what's weird about this plot though is that everything we just talked about, everything we just said, all happens back to back, right? Everything we've just talked about there happens back to back and then this scene ends where he's, he's with going in by being called to the bridge and then the main plot goes back on and what's weird about this is that this subplot instead of being sprinkled throughout the episode is contained almost entirely to this like sort of five to seven minute chunk of the episode and then again at the end we come back to it and there's like another four minute chunk it's really weird how this is split up through the episode because yeah it's it's probably the worst thing about the episode because yeah, I, I got, you know, the main plot got going again and we got to the point where, you know, maybe 30 minutes into the episode out of the 45 and I went, hey, we've not went back to that data joking subplot, like, since it happened. <laughs> yeah. Because, like I say, it, it goes from Gwynnon, holodeck, back to Gwynnon, all in one go. And I'm like, why why are these not interspersed as three separate chunks throughout, you know, 20 minutes? It's weird. It's a weird structural thing. Um, Because I, I assumed, I mean, even even once I felt it had been a while, I was like, well, I assume I'm going to at least have a payoff at the end for it. But at that point, it's going to be, feel like it was ages ago we, we did any of this. Um, yeah. So, and sure enough, we, we you know, Gwynnon comes to the holodeck as well. And, uh, like... Data is doing a stand-up routine, but the fake audience is he realizes after a while that they're just laughing at everything he does, no matter what he does. It doesn't matter if he's actually funny. Uh, yeah. So he, you know, let, lets it sorts it all off, gets rid of the comedian, um, and it's kind of a, a bit of a downer for him. Uh, he does accidentally get a joke at the end, though, uh, where he, you know, Wesley says, say goodbye, Data, and he says, goodbye, Data, and, you know, Riker lets out a little chuckle, and he's like, 
was that funny? And then he searches his data banks and he's like, yes, yes, that's like a joke. This, this person said any. And he tells another little joke. He's like, yes, yeah, it's just like the woman on the nudist speech who nothing looks good on. And then Raker's like, shall we uh, go at warp speed, sir? And Picard's like, yes, please. <laughs> just just shut him up. <laughs> Everyone's in pain because they just try to do jokes. Yeah. Um, so I mean that was a subplot. It was it was a fine yeah, little subplot, and, and none of it was bad. But like I say it was just weird the way it was structured. It was a very yeah very weird pacing of the subplot. Um, yeah, none of, none of it was bad. Um, I was very glad when Data started fast forwarding through the comedian though, because these jokes were yeah painful, very painful. Uh, the main plot, however, though, is that they come across a an outlaw, uh, a rogue, as uh, Troy puts it at one point. Um, who's on a little ship on his own and his ship's broken down and they offer him, you know, oh, well, you know, repair your thing and you can come across on board. Um, but, so, they, 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 they try and give this guy... He's basically kind of a Star-Lord-esque kind of character. Um, he's, supposed yeah. be, he's supposed to be a bit of a chick magnet. Um, in fact, just for this episode, a young Terry Hatcher apparently is now operating the uh, the transport beam um because she's there and he flirts with her and her entire character her entire character is to be flirted with in that scene and then like a couple of minutes later when he's when he's leaving data he's like oh he's been invited to her quarters and they're going to have sex and then yeah. i think you see her like in the, in the background at one point later on but that's that's her entire character that is that's the whole thing um and the joke is of course is that we have this whole subplot with data after this scene where he goes to her and the next time we see him after these other ships have shown up and demand picard like hand them over and he they have to war has to go and find him he goes into this quarters and he's kissing someone and then it turns out to be a different woman so he's, he's already had a second affair on the yeah. ship at this point yeah um, um it's treated very liberally you know the picard's like i don't, I don't care you know they're all free to do whatever whatever they want with you yeah that's not my criticism of this no my, my criticism of this is that i don't buy this guy's a chick magnet <laughs> Look, I'm just saying he's he's very different to everyone else on the ship, just, and they're all like, "Oh, yes, different." It, it feels very forced to me that the women are literally within minutes of meeting him, are like, "Yes, come back to my quarters." Oh, I'm I'm swooning over here. I'm swooning. I don't know. It is the characters on Star Trek are supposed to be more level-headed, I guess, but more logical. I mean. I don't. I'm not really having the same problem with it as you. Well, oh, this wasn't cartoony to you. I mean, it, it's. It's fine. I don't know. It, it didn't really it, bother me. It felt like such a hijinks character. It, it felt very. Uh, I don't know. It felt like a cartoon character to me. It, it didn't feel. None of it felt real. Fair enough. I mean, uh, it was fine. I mean, it was there. Yeah. So, and then the other complaint I suppose I would have with the episode is that. Uh, the the resolution or the the reveal of what's actually going on at the end was like so predictable. <laughs> like as soon as they introduced the elements, it was like okay, well, this is yeah, exactly yeah. how this is going to end. <laughs> as soon as it's just okay, so it's it's Romeo and Juliet. Kind of yeah. So basically, there's two planets nearby who are always kind of feuding, but they've got a treaty, so they're at peace. They've been they kind of hate each other still, but they've just been kind of going along with peace for a while. Um, yeah. And the one leader shows up and he's like hey this this uh okona impregnated my daughter and left her with a bastard you child gotta come back and marry her yeah and then the other dude shows up from the other planet the other leader he's like oh you betrayed my son and stole our family jewel and you know he you know he my son treated you like a best friend and you betrayed him and took the jewel and 
almost immediately aware, well, I wonder if this son and the daughter are actually in love and that's actually what's going on here and Okona has nothing to do with any of it. Outside of the fact that he did have the jewel on him because he was he was delivering yes. it from the guy to the girl as a yeah, present. It wasn't that he had nothing to do with it. He'd been facilitating them and you yes. know, passing messages between them and such. So he was involved, but he, he wasn't the culprit. He was the kid who... Basically, one of them said, "Hey, will you ask this person out for me?" Like that, that he's he's that person. Yeah, <laughs> he's going back from planet to planet, uh, doing this. Um, because there's, there's a whole thing where, like, at least one of the ships is saying, "Oh, we're going to attack the Enterprise with the lasers," and Picard and everyone's like, <laughs> "Just get laugh, go for it, Yeah, your lasers aren't going to do anything. None of our shields would even be weakened by your lasers. Um, and Riker says, "I mean, technically, tradition dictates that this should be a." Uh, this should be a, a yellow, yellow alert. alert and picard's like well i guess we should then i suppose if, if you know if, if uh, the protocol says so however i mean technically we should also prepare this just just in case we have to like surrender uh, but again it's like which is not going to happen because you know this ship this this is not a battleship this is this is not a ship in the military no they they are just laughing at them the whole time with this it's yeah. like go then shoot all you want which does give i guess this is why the episode feels a little bit fillery to me is that neither the a plot or the b plot have any threat <laughs> of any kind whatsoever no there isn't any threat but i mean I, th- I thought it was a nice change of pace not not every adventure is life or death oh no that's true that's true but i just i don't know like there was no um i don't know just just no no real i, I no i think for me i appreciate that they didn't try and put in like a what, you know what we talk about in Trek a lot is the you know the the ticking time clock element that is usually really artificially kind of just stuck in there. Oh yeah, to, but to really give it a countdown. Oh yeah, but usually in those episodes there's, there's another threat as well. That's just to give it a a time crunch element. Right, but usually that's where the the actual threat comes from. Not that they're going to be beaten, but more so they won't do it in time. Right. Well, de- well, it depends on the episode. Some of them do still have villains, or they, they still have people who are dying on a planet or something like that, and they have to get to them like yeah I, like those ones in particular i find is you know the, the 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 problem at hand isn't really that much of a problem it's just that the solution would take too much time to you know, deliver the medicine for example so that that's where the threat comes from there yeah i don't know i'm not ragging on the episode that much i just like it's a pretty like i'm not going to remember this episode like oh. <laughs> this, this is a... I mean, we'll find out in, in in a few months if i'll remember it or not yeah, it's a it's a fairly like hard, it's it's enjoyable enough episode. It's not a bad episode, I don't think, but it's not yeah. like I think I'll probably remember because it's not the first time we've really seen a proper roguish character. Because there's no um, because that's the thing with the main plot is that there's absolutely no reason for anyone to really care about it on the ship, right? Because the ship's not under threat because of it. it, it basically, the most we get out of any character is Picard has been annoyed that he has to deal with it. Like he's just like, oh, can I have to deal with you because you know you're on our ship and under, yeah, he's got mediate and he's like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? If I turn you over to them, they're gonna be at war. If I turn you over to the other one, they're gonna be at war. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, and if I just I mean, let you go, which a... I should do, you'll, you'll just get shot down, and I'll feel pretty guilty about that. I suppose. The one thing I'll say for it is that at least when we read that it was going to be about two feuding worlds and they were going to have to mitigate, it didn't play into the, the tropes that they've done before as much as I thought we thought no, it might. At the end of that, I distinctly remember saying, oh, I've seen this episode before. Yes. Um, I'm glad I hadn't because I think this is more <clears> enjoyable than just another one of those that we've seen a lot of. 
Yeah. Worf was ready to rip him apart at one point, though. And he's like, no, I've got orders. Yeah. Like, he was tempted. He was tempted to go for it. I've got yeah, why not? One. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you're as positive on this as you are. Like, I just, I had to find reasonably enjoyable. I didn't have, like I said, if this pacing with the, the plots had been evened out, I would probably say, yeah, this is a good episode. Actually, I'll tell you what, the, the, the word that's missing from this episode. The, the one thing that is just missing, which makes it feel a little bit like, okay, yeah, that was that was amusing for 45 minutes, is there's like no urgency in any way, shape, or form uh, on anything. Like, zero. Zero urgency. No, there's not. No, nothing nothing <laughs> matters. Nothing's a threat. Everything's just kind of going along, uh, doing its thing, which... Because let's face it, I mean, it gets away with it to a point because it's a TV show with, you know, 20 plus episodes a season, and it's like, okay, we can have a downbeat episode once in a while. If this was a movie and there was no urgency, we'd be ripping it apart. Yeah, but like, theoretically, every episode of a TV show should still adhere to at least simple storytelling principles. Uh, sure. I don't know. Like, like, for me, just having such a, a break from convention feels refreshing. I think that's why I enjoyed it. It felt refreshing because it, it wasn't there was no real stakes. It was like, hey, let's just kind of enjoy the ride for 45 minutes, be a little bit enjoyable. And that, to me, was reasonably enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I'll just kind of go on with it and see what happens. Uh, not not worrying about, oh, okay. you know, it, it, There's always a reason why, oh, the ship's going to be destroyed. No, not this time. It's fine. It's just some, sometimes things are smaller scale. And uh, I I didn't have any problems with any of the characters. They're a bit predictable with the outcome, don't be wrong. You know, like I say, as soon mm. as you saw them, you knew what was going on. So that was probably the weakest element of the, the plot was just how predictable it was. Um, but yeah, I think if the pacing had been uh, been better, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, no, this is a pretty good episode uh, for being different. Uh, as it is, it's just uh, it's enjoyable enough um, with, with, with those problems. I mean, it's not a hard episode to watch. It wasn't painful. It was fine. Like you know, it's it's, it's fine and relatively amusing. Like yeah, I I don't have like a whole lot of uh, negative feelings towards it, but I'm just you yeah. know we're reviewing it, so this, I'm going to. This eat... is a, no. This this is something I put on when I was eating my dinner, and it was perfectly appropriate. For, for sure, that. sure. But what I'm saying is, is we're reviewing it, so I'm not just going to give give it a pass and say, well, it was amusing, so I'm just going to let it go. The reason why I'm I'm analyzing it and saying this is okay. What, what, no, no, it, I agree. I'm just saying I don't think every episode needs uh, urgency necessarily. Like, um, like one of, one of my favorite shows that you know is uh, is Cowboy Bebop, and like the entirety of that show is just kind of wandering around and seeing what they stumble into. That's that's it's very freeform, and that's that's kind of the whole point. Uh, so to me, this isn't necessarily a criticism. Okay. Uh... I'm 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 baffled why you're you're uh so against my opinion on this. It's weird. No, I'm just saying you know, that you you were saying you were a bit confused as to why I was so positive. I guess and, uh, I think for me, like you know that that big thing, you're, you're kind of pulling against it as to why this isn't you know a good episode. Really, you know, it's just enjoyable enough. Uh, uh, is to me that's not actually a problem. I'll, I'll go back to what I said at the start. It's enjoyable filler. That's what it felt sure. like to me. It's like again, I get that's a weird statement because Star Trek, at least as of yet, does not have any real continuity. Um, yeah. 
but it just feels that way yeah um that, that was the feeling i had like, i got to the end i was like oh yeah it was fine um but it wasn't like because at least there's no continuity like episodes still like some episodes still feel important like okay no that this encounter with the the raw millions or this encounter with the borg or, or whatever oh, oh sure it's always going to be it's always going to be memorable and it's always going to feel like it's part of the the tapestry of the show where when you look back at the show you go oh no these are the major things that were important these were the major things that defined what it was oh absolutely but i got to end this episode i went yeah i enjoyed that i got two major positives here okay none of the doctor and sure pulaski yes if if very little wesley i don't recall any wesley no i had a scene at the start when uh uh O'Connor first showed up uh, and then towards oh, the Oh, and he was like starstruck. Yes, he's starstruck because he's such a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he, he was barely in the episode, so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. No, so, no, pleasantly fine, forgettable episode uh, is basically my thing. Um, next time, we have Loud as a Whisper. Um, the crew ferries a deaf mediator to Solaris 5. Uh, sorry, so not Solaris, uh, Solace Five, uh, to negotiate an end to a civil war. Well, another civil war. I mean, I guess it's not a civil war when it's two planets, but you know, two opposing sides. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, I wonder if this is going to be more about you know the the actual the journey there, uh, and yeah, we possibly. won't even actually get to you know the the negotiations or anything like that. Yeah. No. Hard to say. Hard to say. Uh, rating on MDB isn't so hot. Uh, it's not the, not the worst ever either, but it's not like, yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll see how it goes, um, but yeah. So yeah, um, there you go. That's uh that's this week's Star Trek. Um, you can let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. You can like and subscribe and all that stuff. You can get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, you can head over to patreon.com slash mailedfuzztv where you can support us for as little as $1 per month. Uh, you get bonuses, some extras. You get these Star Trek reviews a week early um, and most other things. So go and have a look-see. And otherwise, check out other stuff we do. We have classic reviews of the Twilight Zone going up every week. Um, we have current reviews for shows. Um, obviously, we're going to be reviewing new Star Trek shows when they're, when they're coming. Um, you know, we're gearing up for uh, Picard sometime early next year and uh, Discovery Season 3. So um, we'll be here for that. So that's us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. And to everyone but Connor, live long and prosper.